0: Hey friends, we are your hosts Leanne and Llewellyn. Welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. We're excited that you guys are back as always. I just love consistent people. Yes, (laughs) yes, we love you guys. Welcome back. We're excited to be back in the studio. And again, by studio, I mean miniature closet. (laughs) It's so tight in here.
1: Gotta start somewhere.
0: Uh, Yeah, so we're going to start off this episode with a couple of life updates. So Llewellyn, do you want to start or do you want me to go first?
1: Um, you can go first. I feel like I always go first, so you go first. Is it because I always ask you to go first? Probably. Okay.
0: Um, well, just, I know we are a little late to the game, but Matt Perry, Instagram. Yes, he got an Instagram He got an Instagram. All of
1: them.
0: He had, like, a million followers for, like, like, one photo. Yeah. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. But, um, and obviously Jennifer Aniston was late to the game, but got one as well, and of course, we're a couple months behind on that, but with Matt Perry's addition... We just wanted to update in case none of you have followed them on Instagram. You should. You should, because it's awesome. They always post about each other and I love that they're such great friends. Yeah. Oh, another thing. Me and you chatted about this that I think HBO is considering doing a like one episode reunion type show with all the friends. Yeah. So it was one of those like, you know, BuzzFeed, clickbait type things, so I'm not quite sure if it's real,
1: but right. That would be so exciting. Also, I don't know if you saw this, but they just recently released the date that it's, that the series is going to be on HBO. That's right. So, if you are dying to still see the show, which you know you should be, yeah, it will be on HBO Max come May. I, I think believe so. Yeah. yeah. So, if so you co- want that subscription, go for it. Yeah, only two months. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it.
0: Or buy the DVDs. Yes. I know DVDs are so antiquated, but then you have have them and you don't have to have another streaming service. Right,
1: right.
0: It's like Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, just for that. And then pretty soon, for those of you who are Office fans, that will also be coming off of Netflix, which will go somewhere else. So just spend 60 bucks,
1: get the the whole series
0: series in Blu-ray and it's worth it. Yeah, Just do it. That's what I did. So that we can continue watching episodes (laughs) while the show is on hiatus. Yep. So anyways, okay, that's more just cultural life updates in regards to the show. Personal update. I forgot that I never updated you guys. I remember on one of my previous episodes, I'd mentioned, well, we joked about getting a Valentine's date. And (laughs) I wanted to update you guys. I did get a date from my ex-boss To come back to work over the holiday (laughs) weekend. so Making money. (laughs) So I worked both Valentine's and the day after because it was on a Friday this year. Probably the worst shifts I've ever worked, honestly. And I've worked a lot of Valentine's, a lot of Mother's Day's, and a lot of Easter's. Wow. And out of all of my years of serving, I think this... It was the worst. Oh,
1: that
0: stinks. It was terrible. I'm sorry. It's like the we had like four people in the bar and yet the bar, like the drinks were behind. They took forever to get to my table. The kitchen was behind and never caught up all night when it came to my tables.
1: Mm. (sighs) Which then just looks bad on you. Which totally looks I mean like
0: servers get blamed and it's like I I literally couldn't have brought the food to you any sooner. So I, I had so many like discounted things that I gave. Luckily people were super generous. That's good. And they typically well, we also add an eighteen percent gratuity to certain types of menus during right. the holidays, but people were tipping on top. Like it was, they, it was really nice. So, That's good. money wise, it wasn't bad, but just the experience on my end, it was terrible. Oh, so, well, it's behind you. Yes. So, worst date ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they will only go up they from will here. Only go up from here. Um, what about you? Life updates. Yeah, so I recently went on vacation, mm-hmm. and we went to Florida to see my mom. My mom recently moved down there full-time, you know, get out of the cold. Um, but me and all my brothers, so I have three older brothers that we haven't all been together in 11 years. Wow. Yeah, the last time we were together was my grandma's funeral 11 years ago. My and gosh. And we decided it would be fun to surprise my mom oh. for Christmas to have all of us get together so we did that we went on the vacation we all hung out it was a lot of people keep asking me how it went and all I can say was it was interesting yeah because we're all adults now obviously and we're all very different people so where we all have our own like individual relationships together it's just weird to see us all together again so it was good I think it was much needed for our family and now Mm. we're I feel like a little bit closer than we have been in the past. But overall, it was a little interesting. Yeah. And shortly after we got back, my youngest brother of the three uh, proposed to his girlfriend. Yay! So I'm finally going to get a sister. You have been waiting for that for a while. So long. I've literally been calling her my sister in law (laughs) for the last like year, just like wishing it would happen. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. It's going to happen. How did he do it?
1: Uh, So they, when they first started dating so she's a little she's a little different she's a little unique um she likes strange things so there's this angel in this cemetery okay. i know it sounds really weird but it took a weird turn it did um <laughs> well when he told us he was like yeah it was in the cemetery and we're all like what? what um but i guess it the uh the angel like represents something in the town that they live in okay so she like she loves like statues and figures and things like that so their first date was that going there and like seeing it. Cause she was like, you know, if he's really going to like me, like he's going to like my weirdness. If he doesn't, then I'll know. Like okay. all of that. So they like that. And then that year on Valentine's day, he got her like a picture of that mm, angel okay. or whatever. So it's hanging in um, their house. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So he took her there and did it and she loved it. Okay. Cool. She, she had no clue. She had no idea. That's was awesome. Gonna happen, Yay. So that, it's always fun. It's always
0: a prop when you can pull it off. Like, pull yeah. off the proposal without figuring, like, having sure. it figured out.
1: Yeah, so. That's, that's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. I'm excited. Yay. Cool. Okay, so this week we watched episode 18, which is known as the one with all the poker. Tired of being referred to by customers as excuse me, Rachel interviews for a job as an assistant buyer at Saks Fifth Avenue. She also sees another side of the usually docile Ross when the girls face the boys during a not-so-friendly game of poker after some help from Monica's aunt. So this was a pretty straightforward episode where a lot of the dialogue
0: revolves around one large point. Yeah. So I'm we're going to try and break it down into a couple of different talking points where maybe some of our notes converged um but the majority of it's going to be talking about literally the idea of them playing cards so let's talk about the opening real quick because you (laughs) mentioned a comment and the only reason that i commented on it was because you made a comment on it so let's talk about the opening scene in the restaurant okay restaurant i mean cafe
1: okay yeah so two things kind of happened in the beginning of the episode yeah um one that was super weird was in ross and chandler We're together sitting in the window seat Mm -hmm. like when we come to now it happens every now and then in the show but like when we come to the cafe it's usually either someone's at the counter like talking to Rachel or they're in the uh, couch scene so it was just really weird to see like the two of them off at the window by themselves having a conversation Mm -hmm. and yeah so I don't know what do you think about that why did you think it was weird just I don't know, because I think up to this point, we haven't really, like, had that as a scene. Right. It's been in the background of the scenes, but it's never been, like, two of them sitting there. So it just seemed weird to me. Yeah.
0: I mean, in the context of the show, it's weird. Yeah. In the context of life, they weren't there with the rest of the friends. Right. Like, when they walk in on the scene, Chandler, I think, is, like, reading a book or something or reading a newspaper and... Ross is just kind of, like, chilling. Yeah. So they were, like, hanging out together. Like, me and you do that when we go to a coffee shop. Like, you're sure. just, like, you're there to, like, do work. And so yeah. I guess why like, would they need a whole couch for just the two of them?
1: Yeah. And when you think of, like, when you think of, like, the reality of it, like, that couch is not always going to be reserved just for them. Like, right. it says reserved as, like, funny or whatever. But, you know, when you go into a coffee shop, like, you don't always get the same seat right. every time. So, right. no, I guess that makes sense. It was just weird to see.
0: Yeah. One thing about that opening (laughs) (laughs) that I wrote is that like, we saw it a little bit when Rachel started trying to create her own um, erotic novels where she just (laughs) cannot write. Yeah. And this came kind of into the light again when she's writing these applications for all these jobs and just sending it out to everywhere possible. And computer skills like... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, something that's so funny to me is, I don't know, did you take Hooked on Phonics? (laughs) No, I
1: didn't, but I know what you're talking about.
0: I think it was mainly probably a homeschool thing. Um, We only homeschooled for like a few years, but I loved that kind of stuff. And so Hooked on Phonics, like people who can't write a word or like can't do it in context of a... Like sentence or whatever, like it just drives me nuts because I'm like, it's so easy, guys. So the fact that she's like, well, yeah, I kind of did, and they're like, yeah, I don't think they'll be impressed with your computer skills. Like, (laughs) uh oh, it just made me think of that, like her inability to like proofread and like write correctly, kind of drives me nuts. Yeah. (laughs) But that's pretty much it about really those opening scenes, those kind of random comments. But the other quick one that we both. Had a little comment on it was Marcel.
1: <laughs> I totally forgot about him loving the song "The Lion Sleeps Tonight." Oh my gosh! When I saw this moment, I, I probably screamed at the TV. I was like, "I love Marcel." It's the only thing I love about this monkey. Yeah, is the fact that he loves that song and like he just gets into it every time. You know what it made me think of? What Ace Ventura? Yep. Okay, is it the same monkey? I Were don't they know. both
0: done in the nineties? I think so. And he was like. Wee. Like, it's like a thing. Like, yeah. even in Ace Ventura. Like, it th- makes me think about that all the time. And the fact that it's a monkey. Yeah. I think it's the same kind of monkey. Maybe. It could be the same actual monkey. Might be. We might have to look into that. Hmm. Is Marcel also Ace Ventura's right hand monkey? Maybe. That's a weird way to put it. <laughs> right um, And I love how, like, when he goes to turn off the music, because Phoebe's like, can we listen really to anything else? Yeah. Um, And he's like, oh, all right. And then he turns off the music and the monkey just like hops off the little couch and like goes into the bedroom and like slams the door. <laughs> I thought that was just so funny. Cause Ross's comment is like, I'm going to pay for that later. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's that like humanization of Marcel, like in uh, the context Ross. of like a relationship. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Um, Okay. So the, the majority of the rest of the, dialogue has to do with them playing cards so yes we really begin the conversation because the guys are like settling up oh no they're discussing how they played poker together yeah and the girls are like why don't you include us and they're like well we just don't happen to know any women who know how to play poker mm-hmm. and they're like oh that's just an excuse blah 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 and they're like well do you play poker and they're like
1: no but you could teach us and they go no <laughs> what is it with that you mean like guys not teaching girls how to play poker?
0: Yeah, like, you even mentioned something about, like, the frustration of trying to teach someone cards and they're not getting it, but then
1: it made it seem like it was, like, is that just a guy thing, or is that, no. like,
0: just a frustrating... <laughs> it's
1: a frustrating thing. Granted, I don't know how to play poker. I've never actually learned or wanted to learn, right. so um outside of poker... My family plays, my family plays a ton of cards and I kind of witnessed this when I went on vacation because we played cards every night Mm -hmm. and one of my brothers plays a lot of the same card games we have, but he plays them in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, So some of our time was spent trying to teach him how to play it the way we play it or teach him a game that maybe he didn't know or whatever. But the frustration that comes from trying to teach somebody how to play cards and they're not understanding. Yeah. It is like one of those things that just like gets under my skin and I can't. Like, I just can't handle it. It's mm-hmm. like, it's really not hard to... Okay, for example, my mom, love her to death, but we were trying to play... And it's not even cards. It's dominoes. Oh, gosh. Like, playing oh, no. playing dominoes, guys, it's not rocket science. It's really, like, matching colors to numbers and whatever. Mm-hmm. And my mom was not understanding it. And she literally just over and over kept asking the same questions, the same question, the same question. Okay. And I, like, just... Like you see that number, number? Do you have a number six? Yeah. Okay. Well, it matches that number six, so put it there. Right. And it's it just didn't make sense to her. And she's like, "Well, then what about the color?" I was like, "If you look at all the numbers, every color is or number is a different color." Yeah. It's just I'm getting frustrated right now talking about it. <laughs> so we could just Your like change. The... Is, like getting a little like right over there, little <laughs> <that> ellen <one. laughs> uh, Don't doubt it. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. Okay.
0: Um. One thing I really enjoyed about this, for some reason, was Phoebe when they're describing how to play. This is kind of the first scene where the boys are teaching the girls how to play poker. Yeah. And the girls are royally screwing it up, being overly honest, sharing their hands, everything. But then Joey kind of steps in and almost starts to introduce the idea of bluffing And Phoebe, her like morality comes out. She's like, and what is lying (laughs) or what is bluffing? And it's like, it's lying. But for poker, like that's a strategy. But like Phoebe gets all like this, like righteousness, like thing, like on the inside. But the way she presents it is just she gets like really passionate about it. And I just (laughs) love that little
1: like tidbit in there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then as they continue on. Monica's aunt teaches, kind of teaches them how to, like, yeah. gives them a little bit of tips or whatever. Yeah. She so comes then, in. because throughout this episode, there's more than one instance where they sit down to play poker. Mm-hmm. And so the next time after they've been taught by Monica's aunt, right. um, they're all in Ross's apartment, I believe. Yeah. And... They're sitting there and Rachel, they're like, all right, let's do this. Let's go. Let's go. And she picks up the deck and starts shuffling it like a pro. <laughs> and Chandler kind of looks like at the guys and this fear comes across his eyes like, oh my gosh, what did they do? Yeah. Like, what are we going to do, guys? But I think they ended up losing that one again. They so. did. Yeah. It happened so quick. Like,
0: you see the fear and then, like, the next scene is the girls having to pay up because yeah. they failed again. Yeah. And it's like, you almost wish it was a little closer or something because they had had this intentional training with the ant. Yep. You know, but these like women are not gonna back down. Right. They schedule like they want to rematch, and they're they're like yeah. ready to sweep like, the We're floor. We're gonna do it. Yes. Yeah. Is this where? Is this one where Ross says, um, "I'm not a nice guy." Is this the one, or is it at the first one? I th- no, I think it's the next one. The next one. No, because the guys talk about it throughout the episode because. They're like, what was that about? Like, you're not a nice guy. Like, you clearly like her. I don't remember which one it Me was. Me either. Okay. Well, it was one of sorry, them, though.
1: <laughs> you said you feel like your competitive competitiveness is like yes. Ross? Yes. 100%. Especially when it comes to cards. Like, I, I can't stand losing. Mm-hmm. And some card games, like, I just have to let it go because it's, like, it's literally however it's like the luck of the draw there's no strategy yeah yeah um like like rummy like if you play rummy it's like you really have no control it's whatever you're drawing yeah um but when it comes to like games like euchre and stuff it's like yes part of it is whatever you're dealt but also like you've got to have some strategy here and Mm -hmm. if i have a crappy partner i just like get so frustrated yeah so i can feel ross in this this episode
0: i think i naturally am competitive but I realize within myself that I get very intense about it. And so as a way to combat that feeling, because the feeling of being competitive and being like so aggressively wanting to win, like I, I don't even like that feeling because you're just like, you're putting all of your energy into the idea that you'll win a car, like a game that has nothing to do with like your path in life or like really anything <laughs> serious, it's just a game. But I really do I am very competitive. And yeah. so I will either default to not playing or playing games like you said that have no strategy. So it's like I can't get mad at myself if I don't win because right. like I literally it's like playing Candy Land. Like you literally can only go as many spaces as you're as you draw. It's just the luck of the cards. Like there's no strategy. Right. Um but when I do win, like, I'll play a game, and the whole time I'll just be pretty stoic. Like, because I just don't want people to realize how invested I am, because they'll feed off, like, you'll probably, you probably get this, like, you probably feed off of other people's competitiveness. Oh, yeah, 100%. On the opposite team, like, there's, like, this riff going. Yeah. So, like, if you pretend you don't care, it's their competitiveness can't really fuel off anything but their own desire to win. Like, they're not then riffing off of you. Right. But then when I win, I'm like, yes, like it fuels my soul. (laughs) So I strategize, I guess, in the way that I present my competitiveness in order to because that way when the the, when your opponent wins, they don't think you've been invested. So the win is their own, but not in a way that's like, ha, you lost. It's like, cool, I won. But like, they don't know I'm invested. Right. That's good. Anyways. So, yes, we're both competitive, very but in competitive. slightly different ways. Um, So, we kind of
1: come to the end. Wait a minute. Do you play poker at all? No, you I don't. don't. You said you don't. No. Me neither. Yeah, so I don't even know never much know. about it. I mean, I know some of the, like, terms,
0: but... And all of their, like, up the ante, crossing the bridge, over the river, I don't... Whatever Through the those woods things. to grandma's house we go. Yep. <laughs> With the big bad wolf. Like, I really don't know any of the terms. <laughs> like, terminology. But we get to the very end, and it's the last part of the episode... Where Rachel gets a call and we find out that she didn't get the job at Saks. Yeah. And so she comes back to the table. They're kind of on that last round and it's Ross against Rachel. She kind of calls them out of like, what was that all crap then? Like you were like, I'm not a nice guy, you know? Mm -hmm. And she's literally challenging and she's like, well, I just lost a job and I'd like to up the bet to 25 bucks. Like, is that okay with you or 20 and all the, all the people, like, scoot back from the table because they know, like, this means business. Um, So, it gets down to the very, like, end of the wire. And they're both betting. And she reveals her cards. And it's a full house. Yeah. Right? I think so, yeah. So, then Ross says, like, you got me. She wins. She's over there celebrating. The guys are like, man, you know, like, bummer. And he's like, well, we don't have the cards, but look at her. And the guys catch wind that, like, he might have freaking won that game. Yeah. So... I had to look it up because I don't play poker. So I thought to myself, like, okay, what are the only things that can be a full house? Like, because apparently the guys seem to think that he had what it took. Yeah. We never find out, but they're all reaching for the cards and Ross is, like, adamant that they don't find out. Yeah. Because I think he's hiding the fact that he had a better hand. For sure. Which is interesting that the guys didn't know because they were standing right behind it Right, him. Next, yeah. Like and his right cards were, like... Right there. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> but... So in poker... Full house is superior to all hands except four of a kind, a straight flesh, which is a sequence of the same suit, or a royal flesh, which is any, um, it, it's an ace, king, jack, queen. Said so that out of order, but you get it. And a 10 in any of the four suits. Got it. And of course, a bigger full house, which could be three aces, two kings. Um, is better than, like, three kings and two aces. So okay. there's a couple different ways that Ross could have won that would have um, mean that he won the whole pot. But he wanted Rachel to feel good.
1: And I Super had this theory. Them.
0: I had this theory, <laughs> which I don't think is true. Okay. But it's the first time I had thought about it. I, and I've watched the series multiple times, and this was the first time I ever had this thought. During... The aunt's training, when she enters the room, mm-hmm. she starts spewing lies and continually is like, everything that you hear at a poker table is pure crap. So she's like, I think I just hit so-and-so. And they're like, what? And she's like, no, that's that's bluffing. Like, you know, everything you hear at a poker table is crap. And then she tells Phoebe, like, nice shirt. And she goes, thanks, And like, realizes like, oh, shoot. I had a theory this last time, which again, I don't think is true, but... They could have done this on the show Mm -hmm. in some way, that the phone call that she received, it was all a bluff. Like it wasn't sex? Like, say it was her dad calling. Or some, like, telemarketer. Some telemarketer, and she just pretends that she didn't get the job in order to affect the outcome of the game. Right. Like, and I don't think Rachel's, like I said, I don't actually think this is real, but... They It could have been done.
1: Yeah.
0: Because of that theme, everything that you hear at a poker table is pure crap. Yeah. She could have answered the phone, realized who it was, played it hard the entire rest of the game, and nobody would have been any the wiser. No. And it paid off. She won.
1: Yeah.
0: It was just a random theory. What are your thoughts? I mean, again, I'm justifying it by saying I don't think that's actually the case because they needed to progress the story of her
1: trying to get a new job so I don't think it's
0: true but what do you think about that theory that like it could have been like it could have happened
1: yeah no I think um I think that's a good theory to have and I think just like when we think about it overall like in any any just like random poker game that you're playing like yeah you do want to win or whatever but I think in the context of this show and where they're trying to take the show right um like we like, we're pretty sure that, yes, she got the phone call, didn't get the job, because she obviously doesn't go on to have the job. Right. But I think the more important piece, too, was to see, like, Ross's dedication to Rachel. Yeah, totally. And how, like, his affection for her. Mm-hmm. Um. But I also think it kind of, this this moment, too, kind of, like, shows, like, here's why we don't play poker with you guys. Because there's more than just, like, money attached. There's, like, friendship, and there's love interest love interests and all yeah. that stuff so like i don't know it almost shows like a yes the guys are all competitive but at the end of the day they're gonna do whatever it takes to keep the friendships with the people they have yeah with their girlfriends or whatever yeah i don't know i feel like that could be why like the guys never actually wanted to play with the girls
0: yeah No, i get it way. i just had i was just like a, random a good thought, theory isn't it yeah like i was and I watched it a lot, but I was like, Rachel could have played them
1: so because hard. she knows Ross so well. Well, for the well, most part, like she knows, she's very oblivious to his like. Well, yeah, pursuit cause... of her. Right, but she we knows. Will discuss in episode nineteen. Yeah, but she knows like his.
0: Yeah, his demeanor, yeah. his competitiveness, his like I'm not a good guy. Like, like eh,
1: yeah, okay,
0: yeah. So I had it was just this weird theory that I thought was like. It would have been brilliant yes, if she had done for that. for sure.
1: Um, all right, so wrapping up, a couple random thoughts. Okay, in this episode, we were in, like, a lot of different scenes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I think we were in all of their apartments and the coffee shop. Yeah. Um, but the Speed Racer poster that was on the wall behind the table in Ross's apartment, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then it's also on the wall in Joey and Chandler's apartment. Mm. Like... The same exact speed racer poster. Is I it? just thought it was funny. I saw it and I'm like, I just see that like a scene ago in the other apartment. I did not notice that. Yeah, it's just those little details. Did You're, like, I? Hmm.
0: But You're like, did they not have a budget to add more decor or was that so popular in the 90s? Because that- we
1: honestly, if you think about it, we don't see Ross's apartment that much. It's,
0: no, not very frequently. So maybe
1: it's like, oh, we're going to have a scene there. Like, let's beef up whatever he is. And granted, right. they're all friends and maybe they all love speed racer, but I yeah. Right. Which is interesting. Yeah, that is interesting.
0: I loved when Rachel finds out that she has an interview from Sax and Phoebe's like, It's like the mothership is calling you home. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a cute little like moment between Phoebe and Rachel. Yeah. Um, another comment. They talked about um going to a movie for $7.50 because that's what Rachel owed to the game. No, Phoebe. Phoebe owed and she was like, just to let you know it's cursed. And Chandler's like, eh. I have bad luck anyway, so at least I can watch a movie. Yeah, and so like I was like seven fifty from the nineties. Like, yeah, we do have movie theaters where like on a Saturday night you're paying like ten or eleven bucks, twelve yeah. bucks, thirteen like for some of the fancier ones. But like, you go on like a random like Tuesday matinee, like you're you're getting it for like seven fifty. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting that like it really hasn't changed a ton. No, there's just fancier theaters that. You know, add more things to the roster, but I was like, "Oh, movie at 7:50, okay." One of the other elements was Rachel's boyfriend shirt during the last poker game. It's like that blue, kind of very oversized, but boyfriend cut. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was really stylish. I don't know, on trend at least. It didn't necessarily look the like. It wasn't my favorite outfit of hers, but I was like, "Oh, that's kind of on trend." Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's that was pretty much it. Yeah. Any other random comment? No. Okay, what was your favorite part of the show?
1: Uh, So, my favorite part was any time that the gang would duck whenever (laughs) Monica would pick up like a dish or a cup or something. Yeah. Um, I think it spurred because of one time when they were playing charades Mm -hmm. and she. Or Pictionary or or something something like like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. And they referenced that. Like, when they had asked about, you know, why, why don't you guys play with us? And, and they, like, kind of made a joke about, well, Monica gets angry and throws things at us. Mm-hmm. And they kept referring back to that. So then every time she'd pick up something, they would all duck. Yeah. It was just hilarious. For being angry. Yeah, yeah. That
0: was a good one. My favorite was, which I think is one of the most iconic Chandler kickbacks of the it entire so is. series. I think it, it is. is. When, what did they say? Guess what? Does he say, guess what? Yeah. And, I, and he goes... um all five of the dentists are recommending Trident. Something like that, or the the no no no, it was the fifth dentist caved and is now recommending Trident. Yes, it yes. was like it's the most like iconic like, who thinks of that as a kickback? Right. Like, guess what? Well, did the fifth dentist cave? Like, did he finally cave? So brilliant! I thought that but was the, such good the writing. Audience
1: like. Roared. Yeah. They were so. And I, I like literally that moment, I was like, why was that that funny? And I looked it up and it was like a big thing at that time. Yeah. So. Well, because hilarious. how many commercials
0: do you see like four to five dentists recommend?
1: Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Colgate. You
0: know, like <laughs> so funny. I thought that was the biggest clapback and so iconic. And really his first one that is not, I think it's like, it's not self deprecating in yeah. any way. Like it's the first one that's like so. Just such brilliant writing. It was such a great moment. It's my
1: favorite. Makes you wonder if it was written or if he ad-libbed it.
0: Do you think Matt Perry is
1: that funny? I think so. Funny, but do you think he's that, like, brilliantly funny? Maybe, like, season one was. I don't know. Before his, like... Before season three through six. yeah, where he did (laughs) terrible things. Didn't remember
0: any of those (laughs) seasons. I just... I would think that never know. back then they didn't quite have the, I don't think, I think it was scripted. Maybe. I don't think that they had the leisure in season one. You don't think so? I don't think so. Like, this show isn't like The Office where you have comedians like Steve Carell coming into a show, reading the script, and ablibbing. I think it was all scripted. I don't know. There might be a few moments that are not, but I... I think generally the show is a scripted show because it was kind of the first, not the first of its kind because obviously it's not, but I
1: don't know. We might have to look this up. I mean, I could see that for season one for sure, but I mean, I would think after a certain point, like as they're just going with the flow and things that sometimes the actors just say random stuff and it's like, oh, that was hilarious. We're going to keep it in.
0: They might and they might. I just don't think that. You never know. Could it have been
1: created. I'm gonna believe that it was. Okay,
0: <laughs> we're gonna agree to disagree on that. I just think it's too brilliant for. I love you, Matt Perry. You're my favorite of the Friends, but I just think it's too brilliant for Matt Perry off the cuff. Maybe we should ask his Instagram. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna reach out to <laughs> Matt Perry and ask him. That would be hilarious. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna do it. TBD, guys. <laughs>
1: All right. Great idea, Llewellyn. Yeah.
0: Hey, we gotta do a... It's brand new, so. Maybe he'll answer. Maybe he'll answer. Say, hey, hey, buddy, old pal, we have a friends podcast, and we're talking about the episode where you say, "the fifth dentist caved," and I need to know if that was scripted or not. Maybe he'll respond. <laughs> Maybe. Oh my gosh, that would be fun. Let's. Oh my gosh, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, awesome. I'm just now really excited. So, with that, now let's sign off. Um, any other any
1: other things before we? No, it was a pretty simple episode. It was. It was a good episode, though. It was kind of a good break, like, from... Like, I mean, it, it does carry the story along, but, like, it didn't revolve around, like, any one character. And, like, you know what I'm trying to say? It was kind of like a... It was almost like a standalone episode. Yes.
0: There are some episodes throughout the series where it really doesn't have to do with any overarching... Like, you could take that episode out of the entire series... And be none the wiser that you missed anything. Right. Really. Yeah. Besides Chandler's really funny comment. Being the most, one of the most iconic kickbacks. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty much standalone. Yeah. It's all secluded into that one episode. All right. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Tell us what you think of either our show or friends or do you think... It was scripted or non scripted.
1: Settle the debate. (laughs) Settle the debate
0: between (laughs) Rowan and myself. This is important. Yeah. Just kidding. It's not it's not pertinent. It's always fun at all. Um all right. Well, we are on Facebook and Twitter. All of our handles will be in the show notes, including our email if you guys ever want to reach out and let us know about yourselves or where you're listening from or any comments about the show, any fun facts, anything.
1: We'd love to hear from you guys. Cool. All right. And we will catch you next time on the one with friends podcast.